Guys, Satoyo back once again, representing the undefeated mega power super duo known as them boys. We are back for another rip-roaring episode. Gonna get right to it. We keep it right and straight. We talk comedy, we talk Chappelle, and we talk about a crazy man who wants to be the governor of the state of Pennsylvania and he should not be under any circumstances. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, rate us, give us five stars. Them boys, we appreciate you. Peace. Alex Perlman, we are back here once again. Uh, you're still famous. Ish. You're still doing it. You're still famous. Ish. Ish. I had I had the homie. I was on a show last night at Punchline, and I had the homie Aaron Herzog was in town. Oh, you know, he, fuck yeah. yeah. I love Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron shouts to Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. He was very happy for your success. Um, That's he so did. Funny. He did let uh, me know that we need to monetize this immediately <laughs> he was like you've got to find a way because every that's what all the other he's like look at all the other podcasts that just that talk about stupid shit they're monetizing it you got to get on that that train well you know i mean that's the one thing that's difficult is that um when i'm looking at cutting these right and, and doing stuff because i've been taking over the editing on my side for it like i don't have the ear yet for what's a good clip we also were just talking for our listeners, like we we record these on Zoom. And so when I try to make them into a video, like the shit shows up, like he, Satoyo is next to me on the left and I'm on the right. So that shit looks terrible for TikTok. It would be so fucking tiny. Um, so I've just been trying to figure out a way of like how to do it, how to make it look good to bring it over. Cause like I have a link, you know, I, I have like, you know, look for them boys pod on Spotify and iTunes uh, in the, in my bio. And I got a link to my merch store. But there's there's got to be other ways that we can uh, we can do this, you know. Yes. So um, yeah, so it's 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 been something. It's been it's definitely been something because I do want to get more. Because a few people like Bazak asked me, he's like, "Yo, you guys got more listeners?" I'm like, "Not really." Mm-hmm. Like we still have a, a weird amount of Hungarians listening to us. I mean, look, they know what's happening over. I here. ain't gonna fight them. I'm hungry, I'm- hungry, gotta know. Hungry. Yeah. I mean, again, you gotta keep. We're their daily show, basically. <laughs> you know we're their we're, daily show we're their yeah we're their daily show Ooh. i mean because you know probably the most relatable in terms I've been of thinking, uh, i've been thinking a lot about daily show because i when i worked the punchline i opened for a guy who was currently on the daily show mm-hmm. dude didn't know shit about shit he was just a mm-hmm. he was just a comedic actor yeah and they hand him scripts and i was like yo he's like yeah i did like some fucking trump rallies it was dumb and i'm like He's like, I don't understand what the big deal is with this guy. This is like 18, right? And I was like, you don't understand what the big, like why people hate Trump. Like he wasn't for Trump, but he didn't understand like the panic. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, you're, and then someone tried to poison him mid show. Someone actually climbed on the stage. I can't remember the dude's name. It was a white guy on. I know the dude you're talking about. Yeah. 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 It's not Klepper. No, he's that guy. He's all right. The other guy, though, he's a tall guy, yeah. white, oh, yeah. black hair. I know. I'm yep. describing for the listeners. I'm describing yeah. for the listeners. We got to remember, they, they, they don't know. Yeah. But anyway, mid-show, some lady climbed, like, he's literally doing his set, like, to not a lot of people, because the dude wasn't great. And he looks over his shoulder, and there's a lady on all fours crawling across the back of the stage. And he's like, what are you doing? And she was like, I'm going to poison your drink. And he's like, what? Yeah. And then, like... <laughs> The whole weekend, people would walk up and be like, dude, you were so much funnier than him. I fucking hate that guy. Like, yeah. people, everyone was just like, that dude sucks. And, like, as I talked to him throughout the weekend, like, he was, like, an ex. He wanted to be a tennis pro. But mm-hmm. he also, like, did stand-up and comedy on the side. And I was like, yo, what? Like, what? Falling just, forward. Dude, he just fell up, dude. Yeah. He fell up. Yeah, man. And I was really sitting there. I was like, dude, give me, give me, four, give me your four minutes. Yes. I'll just do desk pieces. I'll do the Lewis Black thing. Yep. Because somebody even said, after I just did that video about AR-15s strapped to robot dogs, somebody replied and just said, Mitch Hedberg, and they said, Mitch Hedberg and Lewis Black fighting robot dogs. That's good. That's a good. Like, that's Yeah. yeah that's, you'll take that. I'll take it. That's a good gimmick. A that's lot a, of people keep calling me Bill Burr. I'm like, I know it's because I got red hair. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Never seen another, you, you know, no one's going to give me Conan. Conan's you, you still have red hair. Big distinction between Ooh. you and, and 
uh, Bill Burr there. You still have your hair. Yeah, you know, so let's 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 kick it off, guys, them boys. You guys know what it is. I want to I want to. So since we're doing this thing, in comedy, talking about famous people and fame and how that works, had a little bit of a situation, Perlman, yeah. uh, that I find to be very, very interesting. Uh, Dave Chappelle uh, was supposed to be performing last night. Mm-hmm. at first avenue uh, uh theater in minneapolis in right? minneapolis minnesota and um that did not happen first avenue tried to come out with a statement that went something like this the dave Chappelle show tonight at the first avenue has been canceled and is moving to the varsity theater to staff artists and our community we hear you and we are sorry We know we must hold ourselves to the highest standards and we know we let you down. We are not just a black box with people in it. And we understand that First Ave is not just a room, but a meaningful, but meaningful beyond our walls. The First Avenue team and you have worked hard to make our venues the safest spaces in the country and we'll continue with that mission. We believe in diverse voices and the freedom of artistic expression, but in honoring that, we lost sight of the impact this would have. We know there are some who will not agree with this decision. You are welcome (laughs) to send feedback. If you are a ticket holder, look for an email with information on your ticket transferring the show to the Varsity Theater. That's a good bit of hogwash and trash. Who wrote that? Was was that written by Democratic fundraisers? We hear you. Yes, it we was. Hear we hear you. you. We made we a mistake. You. We got the Kente cloth. The community. I feel, like, the I feel like Nancy Pelosi wrote that on behalf of Good Good Comedy Theater. Yep, she <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Listen, we hear you. We see you. We made a mistake. We made no, a mistake. Guys, the reality of this situation is, is that all the workers uh, of First Avenue called out in mass. Yeah. They said, we ain't working it. <laughs> they let them all know. Fucking so solidarity, that- baby. Yeah. Yo, that's it- the first thing. Yo, Dave Chappelle out here changing the world. He just created a union movement yep. among sure fucking did. comedy club fucking sure wait did. staff. Mm-hmm. Fucking Jesus. They all looked around. They're like, uh-uh, no. I know who's coming to this. It. I'm not fucking doing this. I'm not yep. dealing with it. Yep. You know, not for- I- fucking- and. and- and for a number of reasons, here's uh, so people like I've had people ask me my take on it. My take on it is I fuck with it. I'm totally with them on this 100 percent because it's the workers making the decision. It's the proletariat. Yeah. It's literally the labor being like, we don't want to work for this. And, and they no. have every right to feel staff, that way. Listen, if you're restaurant staff, right, you all your money comes from tips, right? Uh-huh. So you are the, the staff is literally saying we ain't making money today. Everyone else in that building, they're shift workers. They're hourly. The only person getting a salary in that fucking place is a manager, yep. right? Manager ain't going to say he's not doing the show. Everyone else there, if they if there isn't a show and the doors aren't open and there isn't fucking audience in there, they don't make a fucking dime. Yeah. Those people literally looked around and said, yo, I would rather not make money yep. than get probably the biggest bag this place has gotten in a while. Mm-hmm post-pandemic comedy club like people mm-hmm. still like people are coming back it's still not that 8 2018 2019 money like like right. you're counting on these big shows yeah these fucking this staff looked around and just said uh-uh nope. and to them i fucking applaud you I yep fucking- I, I applaud for for a number of reasons because one that's actually how you make your voice heard as labor and two I think there's just been this prevailing thing within comedy that um, it's 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 a it's a conversation that's kind of tiresome as it relates to Mr. Chappelle. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, nah, man, these people again, he was fine. They moved them to the next theater. So, again, before anyone sits there and says, no, they canceled him. No, they did. He's fine. It's no. all it all worked out. He still it's got totally- he 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 fucking he got he still got the door. Yep. He still got fucking his premium paid. He didn't take. He no still had cut. his travel paid. <laughs> yep. He still had his hotel covered. He yep. still had like legit. This has cost Dave nothing. He okay. gets a free fifteen minutes yep. talking about how comedy club staff hates him forever yeah. because of trans issues or whatever. So he can keep. He can stick on that shit that he's been uh-huh. on for five fucking years now mm-hmm. because one joke didn't do well in a Netflix special and, and one fucking person <laughs> tweeted. Hey, yo, special was good. That one joke was trash. Rem- yeah. I just want to remind people, that's how this whole fucking thing started. It yeah. all started because five fucking years ago, Dave Chappelle finally recorded a special, had one joke that 
just didn't doesn't fly anymore. A few people, a small, the smallest minority of people, less than 1% of all viewers. I think it's closer to like 0.1% of all viewers. We're like, yo, that one, that one joke was transphobic. Like, hey, we like you. Just try to like, you know, don't go, don't go down that road. And he was like, fuck that. Yeah. My next 18 specials. Yeah. And, and guess what? The, the punchlines between my jokes are going to get longer and longer. longer like, like you're going to have to wait for these. You're going to have to really, I guess what? I'm going to just start talking to you. I'm not even going, mm-hmm. I'm going to call them specials, but I'm going to be talking. So, mm-hmm. and so it, it, here's the thing that I think, I think for a lot of performers, you know, the 1% of comedian, we all know, but I need to say this because I do believe it is a true thing. I know a lot of cats like, you know, we all can respect Dave Chappelle comedically and all that other stuff and all that's fine. Like that's not in question. I think it's important for a lot of comics to understand because they'll some may jump on this high horse of being like free speech and whatever else that's stupid. His speech has not been, he hasn't lost anything. He's been able to say whatever it is he wants, actually more and more and more. The issue that I think a lot of performers need to understand, especially performers who are not making six figures or a million dollars a year doing this, Dave Chappelle is more in line with this establishment that you claim to be against than he is in line with you. So literally, you may not realize it, but I looked at that and I'm like, well, I have more, I have more in common with those staff workers than I do a Dave Chappelle. Like very clearly, like oh, 100%. I, have, I have more in line with them than I do a Chappelle. And, and this is the fucking staff. First thing, this is the staff's first amendment. Right. Yep. Right. Because you are always going to be judged based on who you associate yourself and especially who you make your fucking money off of. Mm-hmm. Right. When you hear about a company that is using child labor overseas, right? Like think about Nike, right? We all sit there and every time a new pair of Nikes comes out, everybody makes a joke about eh, how many kids, how many kids' fingers got mangled making these new Jordans, all that shit, right? And, And that's what they're associated with forever. And if you choose to wear Nikes, just know when I look at you, I'm like, all right, the shoes are fly, but mm-hmm. I don't like their trade practices. And it's weird to me that you support that business model. Like, yeah. like that fashion choice isn't worth it. And it's the same thing. There's a certain level to me where the lowest rung of workers working at an establishment, right? I will not judge for trying to make rent mm-hmm. in, in a place that has fucking, you know, they just had this show with Michael Flynn. Yeah. The Magator yeah. was coming and yeah. Japanese Breakfast, a band that I do not like, but people, other people do. They they saw that these same people were going to play at the fucking venue, and they said, "Yo, fucking fuck that. We're not we're not playing this venue because these other guys are playing." So the other the venue, then we're like, "All right, well, we're not going to have the Magator there because once Japanese Breakfast said that, the whole town came out was like, "Yo, what the fuck? You have the fucking Magator here? You know who's going to be in our fucking streets? We don't want this shit. Yeah. Don't fucking platform this in our town, right?" So yeah. now nobody's there. But like, and who's going to get hurt by that? Again, it's going to be the fucking bartender who's not going to make fucking tips, mm-hmm. who was counting on that money because mm-hmm. they went to the beach the week before and they yep. thought, yo, I'm going to make 400 bucks I'm gonna and I'm going to make the rent. Yep. All that different shit. But like, this is the thing. Like when you go back and, and like, I'm not, I don't want to pull this into, uh, what's the thing? What's that fucking, what's that old saying? That would you, was it Godwell, Godson? When everything goes back to Hitler, everything goes back mm-hmm. to World War II. Yeah. But, yeah. but during that time period in Britain, there was a guy who was a British Nazi. He mm-hmm. was very big. He w- I can't remember his name off the top of my head, uh, but he was really making waves as a politician. And he wanted to be prime minister and he wanted to like, you know, take over parliament and do all this different stuff. And he had brown shirts and he rolled through Jewish neighborhoods and British Jews fought him, all this shit. And what actually ended it was finally when he would come to towns to give his speeches, the venues banned him. They were like, yo, dude, okay, you can give your fucking speech. If you can find somebody, if someone in this town has a field where they want you to stand in this field with your 200 fucking Nazis and talk, we can't stop you. But you're not coming down to the fucking beer hall. You're not coming down to our theaters. You're not going to use our fucking PA system. And eventually over time, that fucking changed shit. Now, then once you had the actual war start and all those things, then he was completely done. Yeah. But that's what stopped that tide early on from turning. 
And when you have, when you have platformed uh, speakers who are pushing the targeting of any sort of groups of people, yeah. the only way to stop it is the fucking deplatform. Yep. That's it. Yep. You literally have to de-incentivize the, the act in and of itself. And the thing about it is, I, I know Minneapolis, Minnesota is not really no, I mean, you know, they have a, you know, a black population. And I think the thing that a lot of times people are going to get lost in the sauce with this is, is like, hey man, there are a lot of, you know, black LGBTQIA people um, on this fucking planet. So it, it, it may not matter to a Dave Chappelle, but it certainly matters to these people who would then look at him and be like, bruh, not you hurting us. Like yeah. not, not you causing the violence to happen to us. And again, I think, and I've had someone ask me this, do you think this will finally get Chappelle to sort of see no. things differently? No, no, no. no. The, that moment came and went when he was in that, when he was at his old school in front of those teenagers and insulting them, gaslighting them. And then at the end saying, Hey, but I love you. The, again, the moment you see violence done to children and it does not change like when we with the mass shootings, when when nothing changed after the kids got killed the first time, it was over. So when Chappelle went in front of these these room full of kids who very clearly articulated and yes, they were mad at him and they articulated where they were coming from, where this anger was coming from. And he said fart noise to it. it that was it. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it ain't, it, it ain't changing. But, but it's the not. Thing- the thing is also is Dave got so much money. Dave don't yeah. have to change. He don't have to. Dave nope. is Dave is the thing you guys need to understand about Dave Chappelle, J.K. Rowling, yeah. other people who start who who people, especially on the left, they used to have left cred, right? Yeah. Dave had mad left cred. Sure did. But again, you couldn't find in this country until basically, basically that trans shit started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could not find somebody on the left who hated Dave Chappelle. You couldn't find it because everything Dave said running up to that rang with truth. I didn't say it was true. It rang with truth. The vibes were right. But now he's getting into an area where a lot of us are looking at there and go, you know, after, you know, he did that, that uh, video he released during George Floyd. Yeah. Part of me thought that might finally turn his yeah. mind. But then he said quickly after that, I don't care about anyone that that isn't black people because black people are the ones who are being hurt more than anybody else. And I'm like, dude, it's not a fucking competition in a vacuum. No, it's not. Like, like the thing is what people like J.K. Rowling and Dave Chappelle don't understand is that attacking trans people and finding glee in their torment is the fucking gateway drug to so many other levels of hatred. If I can start yeah. saying that trans people aren't people. If I say a trans man isn't a man or a trans woman isn't a woman, right? And I start finding joy in that and start pointing this shit out and people start giggling, then okay, I've now allowed myself to start stepping into going after other people. So now what's the next thing I'm going to say? You ever notice how black people take a while to get across the street? White people start, you know, they have a little jog to them. Ha ha ha. Okay, yo, you ever notice this stat? And then you start going into your comments. I have this shit happen to me on TikTok all the time. I have to fucking watch myself now because much like, you remember my old joke, used to be a good neighborhood? Yep. Remember my opener? Yep. About how that was, that was the Philly saying, it used to be a good neighborhood. That was my tester. Yes. That's how I knew an audience immediately. Boom, yep. I knew them immediately. Because if I was in fucking South Philly and I said, this used to be a good neighborhood, and somebody, the, the, the type of laugh you would get was different. Mm, if I was yeah. in Fishtown, I said it used to be a good neighborhood. They'd be like, yeah, it did used to be. And now there's all these fucking muffin shops. Used to have parking around uh-huh. here. Used to be local bodegas. And now they're all fucking selling avocado toast. Okay, that's yeah. one type of thing. When I'd go to fucking Bucks County, I'd say it used to be a good neighborhood. They're like, yeah, it was. And then it got yeah. dark. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, yo. Or I'd say yeah. it used to be a good neighborhood. Yeah, it'd be an Italian market. But yeah, now it's all fucking Mexican. Yeah, until they moved in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, what, what did you, what did you used to think to be was good? Uh-huh. Like to me, it was like I like you know the options that were near me, the fact that people weren't being murdered in the subway ten years ago, little things like that were good. Yeah, that's part of that used to be. But if I say it used to be a good neighborhood, and you look at me dead in the face, and you're like, yeah, and then they came in, mm-hmm. and that's the reason for the cause. That's why everything's going shit. Dave always, Dave and J.K. Rowling like to pretend that mm-hmm. because trans people exist and because people put fucking pronouns in their bio, in, in their bio, in their bio, right? 
that that's the reason why we're all in fucking eggshells. So he yeah. can't tell his truth about the Iraq war. Right. Yeah. It doesn't and I'm mean- like, like fucking no, dude, you can, we can talk shit. We can talk shit on George W. Bush, Donald Trump, fucking yeah. Joe Biden. We can talk truth to fucking power all fucking day without having to make fun of people I fucking know of, who yeah. have no fucking bearing on that situation. Punching down at the most vulnerable group of people on this planet. Because again, you can't sit there and say, you can't sit there and say in one breath, I only care about black people. And then be like, but what about black trans folk? Yeah. What about like, what a, like literally black trans women, like, li- like literally a, a group that is in so much danger. And, and well, if you don't have any empathy for that, that's why I sit there and I say to performers all the time, no, you can talk about whatever it is that you actually want. Back no one fuck is, up. Yeah. You just gotta, you gotta, it, it, it better be good. It better have something to it. And if it doesn't have nothing to it, people will be like, yo, we don't fuck with that. And I think what, People are starting, especially as things get more dire in this country for basically everyone who's not mega rich, right? Mm-hmm. There, you're dealing with a group of people, and I wish more rich people understood this. You're dealing with a group of people who are stretched incredibly thin, who yep. are barely hanging on. Yep. And at times, every sometimes getting up in the morning can feel like a Herculean task. It can be very difficult. And you don't have any of the financial safety to, to, to protect you from anything. You don't have the government taking care of you. You don't know. When you get to that point and you see that the social contract is set up in such a way where it benefits every, only the bourgeoisie and not you, you will have a breaking point where it's like, I don't care. I'm not working that shit. I don't mm-hmm. care. They're him fucking him. Are you? Fu- no, I'm not. You know what? Fuck it. Fire me. I'm already fired. Like I'm already, I'm already <laughs> fire me. I'm already fired. I'm already fired. Fire me. I'm, I'm already, already fired. Already, it's already because what more can you? T- and again, it's like at that point, people are literally standing up for what I think in some cases, and hopefully, like some employees get to talk about this in the future. But I'm like, maybe in some cases, these people are like, "Hey, man, like, what? How much dignity do I have left? You've taken this system takes from me all the time, and now I gotta go see this guy." And let's let's also be fair. A Dave Chappelle show is fucking long, like. Yeah. That dude gonna have you in there for like three fucking hours. Yeah, and and and, and you they ain't closing till four no. a.m. If he's yeah. doing two shows, yeah, that shit's going to four. They the last calls at like one. The bartenders got work longer than they've ever had to fucking work on a shift. All this because again, nobody can tell Dave. No, Dave reminds me a lot of George Lucas right now. Mm. When George Lucas released Episode One, right, everybody spent. His entire time in 1997 through 99, y'all, if you weren't alive back then, I've never seen someone's ego get sucked off by so many fucking channels uh-huh. in so many directions. George Lucas is a genius. This the is one. the man. Look, this is the man who invented Star Wars. He's had this mapped out for years. Mm-hmm. This, this perfect thing is so fucking perfect. Everybody, blah, blah, blah. And then they went in and you can watch it. There's a YouTube video of George Lucas watching the first fucking edit of the Phantom Menace episode one in 1999 and everyone in the room and George, they're all just like, we made a piece of shit. We yeah. made a bad movie. Yeah. And the thing is, is because before then he always had to prove every idea he had mm-hmm. to be good. If Dave Chappelle was not Dave Chappelle, if he was just some fucking dude, right? Mm-hmm. At an open mic, getting up, would and started doing his fucking anti-trans that canceling me shit. Would you care? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if this was just fucking, I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not even making my guy on the bus. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you're at a fucking open mic, and some 50-year-old fucking dude gets up up on stage. Starts telling y'all you ain't shit and you're weak. Yep. And then just starts going on a rant about how everybody's fucking soft these days. Mm-hmm. Because he looked at a woman and said, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, my pronouns are they, them. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts going on a fucking 25 fucking minute rant. About, like you wouldn't sit like you're there because of the brand. Yeah. This shit is yeah, like that's, Wawa, that's, y'all. This is yeah. like fucking Wawa used to be good. Yeah. Dude. Back in the day, Wawa was good. Then they put those fucking touch screens in. And the mm-hmm. sandwiches stopped being about love. Once they, once Wawa <laughs> stopped, when they got rid of the fucking deli slicers, uh-huh. <laughs> shit went down. When, when Dave Chappelle got on his it. turf shit, yep. 
the love went down. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's the thing. Like, like when with, with him and same thing with JK Rowling, mm-hmm. same thing. JK's still living off of a fucking brand. She's living off of a fake dead kid, Harry Potter. Yeah. Nobody fucking ever liked JK Rowling, but they fucking liked the books. Yes. And they liked what other people did with the books eventually. J.K. Mm-hmm. Rowling had editors. Those movies had editors. And going back to The Phantom Menace and George Lucas, you know why you like the original Star Wars trilogy? Because of his fucking wife. His mm-hmm. wife saved that movie in the edit. She cut that thing up. She was watching. She's like, this is fucking garbage. You think Han Solo was smooth and Empire Strikes Back? When Princess Leia looks at him and says, I love you. And he looks back and he says, I know. That wasn't in the fucking script. Originally, he was supposed to say, I love you too. Like a bitch. (laughs) That wasn't George Lucas. Other people were around. And other people punched it up. They added into it. It's a fucking team. Once you start ending in this situation and you start worshiping the author director, the the sole fucking genius, you're always going to end up in this shit. The reason why this podcast is good is because fucking Satoyo was on here with me. When mm. I record my shit for fucking TikToks, my wife fucking watches every single one of them before I post yep. them. Yeah. Because I fucking said some shit into this camera <laughs> that would fucking have the FBI at my uh-huh. front fucking door. I would yep. be out on the street. Yeah. She'd have to divorce me. She Yeah, she would have to. She'd have to leave you. Because I go down and she's like, and she looks at me and she's like, that's, that is very funny. Yep. But that is a threat. You just said a threat? Yeah. And she goes, and I understand you think it sounded jokey, but the spit was flying into the camera from your face mm-hmm. as you held a sharpened screwdriver. Yeah. And we're repeating a list of names. I'm like, all right, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But she's like, but that one, you said that one little tag that you should expand on that. Mm-hmm. And when I do this podcast with Satoyo, it's the same thing. Satoyo, I fucking, I look at him. I've gone too long. I've already gone too long in this fucking segment. Mm-hmm. He's got shit to say. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his hand up. He's like, no, let me in. I'm not, I'm not tagging, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fucking tagging. I'm fucking Sean Michaelins right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, hot tag. Go ahead. Okay. Hot t- no, yeah. And I think, and I think that's the real thing, man. Cause we have a situation. And again, the, again, I've always I always maintained this. The moment people lost faith in their politicians, they looked at their comedians to provide answers. That's not what we're for. I nope. swear to God, we're not. Do not let. I understand Carlin and Pryor. And de- no, but uh, no. please, we please, here to sell drinks. We're exactly. here to sell drinks. We're, That's we're it. here to sell these drinks, baby. We're here to move these tickets <laughs> and make you feel laugh. And here's another thing. And again, someone like Dave Chappelle, you're going to be the youngest person to receive the Mark Twain Award. You know, for fucking literature. It was over at that point because now you can't tell him shit because now he's like, well, how none of you can do this better than me. Like, like all of his homies are like, yeah, he's the best. And keep in mind, a lot of his homies are also amazing comedians. So it's this crazy hive mind. It's this, again, circle jerk where there's no one around to sort of vet. Um, because it's like, well, fuck you. I'm the best ever. Like everybody says I am. And all of my friends who are also some of the greatest ever are also saying I'm the best ever. And I'll say this point, And I do mean this point very sincerely. Um, Dave Chappelle is the person who likes to, who makes jokes uh, and likes making jokes uh, that white people enjoy. And mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. But also, that, I, I think that he comes from that time period. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing too, is what, what you're saying about the people around him, right? Mm-hmm. Mulaney, Patton yep. Oswalt, all these other guys, all these other white comics who get in trouble every time they bring Chappelle on stage, right? Mm-hmm. That's a thrill for them, right? Yes. They get to be with Chappelle. Yep. Like when Patton Oswalt was coming up, he fucking would watch Dave Chappelle in awe. John Mulaney was a fucking child Yeah. when Dave Chappelle was really breaking through. He always wanted to work with Chappelle. So yeah, here he is yep. with Dave Chappelle. That's fucking awesome for him. He wants to do it. And of course, of course he doesn't give a fuck if, there's, if John Mulaney's audience thought he was a safe dude to be able to go see where they didn't have to get hit with a bunch of fucking turf transphobia, right? Yeah. And stuff that people know, again, as I was saying before, because it's not just about trans issues. Mm-hmm. Once somebody starts down this fucking route of going after a specific group of people for any fucking reason, 
You're opening the door for other people to fucking be, feel acceptable to do that, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. But the other reason why these guys are all fucking terrified to say shit back to Dave, because Dave left them before. Yep. Daddy, don't leave. Daddy, don't Daddy, leave. Listen, don't listen, leave it, yeah. listen. No, listen. I know Daddy's over here, and Daddy has been saying some fucked up shit since he came back. But when I was 18, you know, he left to go get smokes, and he never yeah. showed up again. And, like, he yeah. was so cool. And, like, I asked mom where he was. She said he was in Africa. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Some dude named Neil showed up, and they kept telling me Neil was just right. as good. Yeah. And, he, and I was like, I don't want to see his three-microphone juggle act. It's, it's yeah. all right. Like, it's fine. But yep. it's not daddy. It's not daddy Dave. Yep. And they're all terrified. That's the biggest thing. All these guys, they're all scared that Dave Chappelle will vanish. Yep. They don't want Dave Chappelle to stop doing art because they're so terrified to miss out yep. on what he might do instead yes. of looking at what he's already fucking done. What because he's done, yeah. I will tell you, for a long time, Dave Chappelle has been in my Rushmore. My Mount Rushmore of fucking comics include Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Lenny Bruce, Bill Hicks, like those are my top four. And Richard Pryor is is a fucked up one to have on there. Yep. Because of the shit Richard Pryor did in his personal life. Yeah. But when I look at what he did around that, while that shit was going on, I'm like, I can't, I'm like the, the fucking art was good. Yeah. With Dave, Dave personally hasn't done anything fucked up, but yeah. the art's turning trash. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, Dave, you're, you're, you're slipping on here. The other guys, Lenny Bruce and Bill Hicks, those two fucking guys died. Yeah. So I can't. <laughs> yeah. Like they died young. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to, that's what that's, that's JFK worthy. Yeah. JFK was a shit president. Yeah. But he actually was. Yeah. But he died with so much potential y'all. Yeah, they sure did. And that's and all you, know, you got. Listen, we you hold wanna on be, to, you want to be a fucking classic G you want to be a Kurt Cobain, a JFK, a triple X tension. <laughs> die fucking young. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Look, I don't know. I don't fucking, <laughs> I don't know. What... So, uh, Perlman, as the situation in America becomes much, much, much more dire and, you know, uh, things get worse, uh, you know, the psychos are just everywhere. The psychos, like, it's like the freaks come out at night and all these motherfuckers can walk during the day now. You have literal crazy people running for public office. Oh, yeah. Far too many of them are winning. Uh, And that brings me to this this beloved, uh, not beloved, this interesting, <laughs> this interest I, I reckon someone loves this psychopath oh this, yeah um, this mastriano uh yeah D- doug mastriano he's the republican yeah. nominee for governor of pennsylvania fucking psycho he's a fucking guys listen i know that you guys have probably heard a little bit if you live in pa about doug mastriano right you probably heard about how he recently uh fought real hard and changed the rules to be able to push uh, something out of committee in the senate to be able to uh, say that in the PA constitution that abortion isn't a right. He said repeatedly that abortion uh, should begin uh, conception. Life begins at conception. And so abortion should be banned the second you come in a lady. That's what he believes. He also was at the January 6th insurrection. He paid for people to be bussed there. Um, He crossed onto the Capitol lawn. He He walked over barricades onto the Capitol on did not enter the building uh, while being a state Senator in Pennsylvania. Uh, he also uh, tried to coordinate with the Trump white house to send a slate of fake electors part of the electoral college uh, to DC um, to have Mike Pence throw out the vote in Pennsylvania and claim that Trump actually won it. Um, so I was like going to make a TikTok about this guy. Cause I did one about Dr. Oz and I, people really enjoyed it. Because Dr. Oz sucks. Yeah, he's and it was, and, he's and, not a freaking psychopath. No, he is not. Oz, Oz, Oz is, is a fucking carpetbagger. Yes. Like, he's slime. Yep. He's, he's a fucking con artist. Yep. Whatever. Doug Mastriano, y'all, is a dangerous man. Yeah. I don't even want to fucking make jokes about it. So I was, like, literally sitting there. I was like, let me go to his Wikipedia and just double check a couple things to make sure I'm not wrong about anything in this fucking TikTok. And when I scroll to the bottom of the page... I was reading and it was like, he was in the army. 
And he was actually an instructor in the army and he worked at different military colleges. And he published a bunch of papers for the military and wrote a book. And there was a single paper that really stuck out to me. And this paper is entitled The Civilian Putsch of 2018, Debunking the Myth of a Civil Military Leadership Rift by Douglas Vincent Mastriano, Major United States Army. So the first thing, let me go ahead and clear up for y'all. Every time I say the word putsch, that's an insurrection, mm-hmm. all right? In, in Bavaria, in Germany, uh, there was the, the beer hall putsch, which was a move by Hitler to try to uh, do a military overthrow of the local government uh, to bring the Nazis to power. He was arrested. Hitler was arrested for that and then uh, went on public trial where it garnered him more attention because uh, a lot of people in the government thought that he was right. Um, and that's when he went to jail and wrote Mein Kampf. So it's real telling off the bat that the word he uses is putsch. Yeah. Because we have words for this coup, insurrection, civil war, yeah. overthrow. There's, nah, he, went, he, he, went, went, he went, he went, he went with German. He and, went German. Yeah. And this report, as I start reading through it, he wrote this as part of a dissertation for a uh for a degree in the Mm -hmm. military so he was active duty military working for a military college writing a report to the military because the report's good enough it'll keep going up the ranks this report we paid for this he was being paid our fucking so the 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 fucking people we're talking about the last segment who chose not to go work as waiters and waitresses and fucking bartenders and barbacks for the Chappelle show, they didn't get paid. So they didn't have fucking income tax to pay for people like Doug Mastriano to write reports like this. And this report is written like the fucking Turner diaries. There is very little research in this report besides, besides random fucking footnotes Mm -hmm. to go back to things where he links to other reports and books because he likes to pull quotes. The first quote he pulls, you can depend on the troops but can you count on the generals? Michael Sharara. <laughs> he writes this, like I said, like the Turner Diaries. So those, those of you guys who don't know, the Turner Diaries was the book that Tim McVeigh, the Oklahoma City bomber, mm-hmm. read and, and referenced, and many mass shooters actually reference. Uh, it's where we get the idea of the day of the rope from. But it's the Turner Diaries is about is, is accelerationist yes. uh, literature. For people who want a racial civil war to begin, race war, yeah, yeah, they want a race like, war, yeah. race and war. it's 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 a poorly written garbage book that mm-hmm. you used to only be able to buy in in hard right wing magazines that had directly mailed to you. This fucking book, this this report, the American Putsch of 2018. Doug Mastriano writes it like a thought exercise, and it's written from the perspective of a U.S. colonel named Colonel Nathaniel H. Green. And I'm going to read you the sentence. I, Nathaniel H. Green, am writing this from self-imposed exile in an isolated cavern in the George Washington National Forest near Lexington, Virginia. I took refuge here shortly after the putsch occurred when the dictator Benedict Aurelius, the radical, popular, and charismatic third-party leader, abolished the Constitution, dismissed Congress, and compelled the president to resign. While consolidating power, dictator Aurelius declared martial law and conducted a massive purge. The purge went deep and impacted nearly every family in the nation, with millions perishing. Dictator Aurelius's form of political correctness was then imposed upon the populace, with Mm -hmm. scores being sent to re-education camps to adapt their views to his. In this, the military was powerless to defend the Republic with only a handful of military officers opposing the putsch. Aurelius killed most of these in subsequent police operations. Mm. This fucking lunatic spells out in April of 2001, he wrote this. He spells out a terrifying future where in the year 2018, a madman, a mad politically correct, neo-pagan, 
hedonistic homosexual <laughs> named Benedict Aurelius, Aurelius <laughs> would overthrow the government of the U.S. And why? Why would this happen? Because the military is becoming soft. Yeah. Because we're letting women and gays in. Yeah. He references repeatedly about how letting in the letting in liberal ideas to a mostly conservative military who loves Rush Limbaugh will destroy our military preparedness and that the military is being used more and more in civil actions, including the Rodney King race riots, where they did such a great job, better than the civilian government. And that only proves that the civilian government will get jealous. And in 2012, the civilian government would then proceed to create a false flag coup called the coup of 2012, where they would pick a general that the people really like, like, I don't know, maybe Colin Powell or someone like that, you know, a cool general who never did war crimes in Vietnam. They'll kick a, pick a cool general like that and then proceed to overthrow the military to make it weak so then the civilians won't know what's happening when this cool skateboarding gay radical Benedict Aurelius swoops in and overthrows the fucking government. Y'all, y'all, y'all couldn't see it, but for like about two minutes straight, my hand, my face was in my hands. This is the danger. And again, I, I, since that fucker took office, I was like, listen, Trump is bad enough. But the issue with it is, is everything that will come after Trump, because you're, it gives more fodder to these crazy, psychopathic uh, lunatics to seek political power on a local and state level. Getting past Trump is just that's one thing. But look at all these fucking nutsos. Look, you know, when people found out that Donald Trump was going to be it. That's when a Lauren Bobert, a, a Marjorie Taylor Greene, like a Matt Gates, a Doug Mastriano, a, a Mehmet Oz. That's when these some of them just, you know, just scammers like a Gates uh, also uh, has a thing for young girls and, and Oz. But then you have literal crazy people, literal, insane, crazy people who do not believe science, who are incredibly racist, sexist, homophobic, while you know, potentially being closeted themselves, it opens the door for this. And 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 again, again, coming off the heels of Roe being overturned, that guy could potentially be the governor of the state of Pennsylvania. I I I implore Pennsylvanians, if you have, have you, I, I don't think too much of this state. I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not convinced. I'm pretty sure that if it weren't for Philadelphia, there wouldn't be much to you. Now, that is not a good way to talk to a people, but here we are. If you have any good sense, you would keep a Doug Mastriano out from a position of power because he is an insurrectionist. Okay. This guy tried, this guy tried to then did two failed lawsuits under Trump. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then was one of the COVID deniers, got COVID, <laughs> gave a COVID to his entire family. This guy is a menace who should not ever hold political power because one, he's crazy. Two, um, it's not so surprising that he was in the United States military. Take with that statement what you will. And then three, not only is he crazy, but I'm sorry. Like they write this shit and it's, you're not even good at this. Let me, you're let me, crazy. You're let me, a crazy person writing garbage. Well, remember too, this is written in 2001, right? Yeah. So a lot of this stuff, he actually does call out the Clintons a bunch. And That's this fair. is also written before. No, but he, he calls them out for, for pushing gayness. He, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. Um, the Army's leadership guide cites morality, character, values, and ethics as the standards for all soldiers. These traits were the elements upheld by General George Washington during the Revolutionary War and personify a commitment to a higher morality that set, apart, set the U.S. armed forces apart. However, the political correctness of the 1990s established moral relativism as the norm. Before long, this led to social experimentation and the imposition of strict policies protecting aberrant sexual behavior in the ranks. Training standards were watered down and emphasis on combat skills was reduced across the services since these 
reflected vestiges of the old macho warrior spirit. Even the uniform code of military justice was updated to better represent contemporary society. All these changes were pursued without regard to the impact upon combat readiness and had the desired effect, a military that reflected the moral vacancy of its culture. It is totally acceptable to loathe the existence of a person like this. Let me just say that. Let me just say that it is totally acceptable to be like, oh, I hate a person like this. I, I find them utterly disgusting and, no, listen, and have no this, redeeming this man, qualities. This, this man is fucking broken. Yes. He's, this is a broken, scared fucking man yes. who was put in charge of fucking soldiers, and he's the one who fucking trained them mm. and then sent them to the fucking sent them to Iraq and Afghanistan. The only reason why why Doug, Doug fuck Dougie fucking Mastriano here, the only reason why he believes this didn't fucking happen is because a good war happened. We got attacked on 9-11 and we got fucking tough and macho. That's his fucking belief. It's spelled out in here without him fucking saying it because everything he's in here screaming about and just going nuts about is because he saw that the military wasn't doing military shit and bombing the right people. So they were being asked to do search and rescue missions and to maybe just maybe, I don't know, fucking let women be fucking generals and he's yeah. like absolutely the absolutely fuck, fuck not, not. Oh, no. first of all this first is how the all, fucking russians yep, win yep this exactly. is how we have gay dictators yep like dude i'm dead fucking serious this thing you can find this go to his wikipedia page scroll to the fucking bottom it's called the civilian putsch of 2018 he represents throughout this thing repeatedly repeatedly using German language because he keeps trying to to say that it's really the liberals are doing the Nazi shit. His idea of trying to avoid the civilian putsch was by making the military political. That's what he spells out. He wants a politicized military. And let me tell you something, this dude's going to come to fucking governor of Pennsylvania. You know what that makes him, it makes it instantly the commander in chief of the Pennsylvania national guard. Uh And we've talked repeatedly on this show about my belief of the easiest way to have a civil war or partisan strife, actual political violence in this country is to have some one state government claim mm-hmm. that something is happening and that they need to bring in the military or yeah. posse or militia forces to stop an illegal vote of some sort yep. on rules that they fucking change. And if you don't believe if Doug Mastriano is elected that in 2024, he will not only throw out the vote of Pennsylvanians, that he will then call in the fucking Pennsylvania National Guard. He will call in fucking militia people. He will call in all of his fucking January 6th fucking bus buddies. And the entire time, if you ask about January 6th, the first thing he'll do is he'll kick you out of the fucking building. The second thing he'll do is he'll imply the entire thing was fake. Yep. Because that's what he spells out in this fucking document yep. that the 2012 coup in his fucking mind was going to be faked. So now here he is. Doug Mastriano is his own fake fucking general inside of his own fucking fantasy, believing that he was just tricked into doing a coup. Yeah. And it failed. And now a gay liberal dictator named Joe Biden. Riddled yep. with COVID right now, Riddled, sitting yep, in the yep. fucking White House because he could not fucking shake hands in the Middle East. Uh huh. Is actually here to make your dog gay or some shit. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck a, pa- a threat from a neo pagan is. Right. <laughs> Guys, we are in trouble. But that has been us. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where to end with that. Doug Mastriano cannot be pre- uh, governor under any circumstances. And uh, rest assured, uh, even if he does not become the governor, uh, there's another crazy person waiting in the wings who's younger. So that's fun, too. Satoyo, that's the most research I've ever done for any segment on this show. I read a 64-page Army report. I'm so sorry. I've been trying. (laughs) Do you see? But you see how long that fucking segment was? I've been trying to figure out how to do this in three minutes on TikTok. It's impossible. It's impossible. Like, it's impossible. And, like, I can sit here and highlight the fucking segments. 
But this yeah. is what this podcast is for. This you, is for the yeah. longer term shit. Our, longer our Chappelle deep. stuff. I can't do that on fucking TikTok. Sure can. But God, where can they find you, Alex? They can find me at Alex Perlman they, on Twitter. They can find me at Alex underscore Perlman on TikTok. Uh, beyond that, you can find, go to the TikTok or the Twitter or whatever. I have other links there. Satoyo, you can find at Satoyo1 on fucking everything. My man is smart. Listen, his yeah. parents were like, we're going to give him a name. No one else is going to take it. I am. Yep. There's like 125 other Alex promos. Just there's America a lot of other Alexes. Yeah. So, yeah, you can find me there. Guys, also remember, I will be headlining Helium Comedy Club September the 6th. Now, that is a Tuesday. That is a school night, but it would great. It would mean a lot. Hey, get them tickets. All right. I know it's a school night, but we all grown. Get them tickets. Come see me. I have a great show lined up for you guys. And if you can, do me a favor, if you got it in you, and buy the tickets in advance because it makes me look better. And more importantly, it gives the club an idea of what they're going to be working with so that they don't under or overstaff themselves. But let's make sure they don't understaff themselves on this particular one. So that's the big one coming up for me that uh, I'm definitely going to need you there for. Also remember my album, The Foreigner, is dropping August 26th at Helium Comedy Records. So that's fun too. Uh, good things. Yeah, no, we got you got a lot coming up, man. And and I am, yep. ladies and gentlemen, I am slowly working uh, towards getting back on stage again. The, I've had the uh, people have spoken. The people have spoken. There's been enough uh, people reaching out about it. I will I will have announcements for that soon. So follow me on Twitter at Alex Perlman and on TikTok at Alex underscore Perlman. But follow both of us at them boys pod. Like Ooh. and subscribe, comment like a motherfucker, share this go. shit with your friends. Yes. If you are good at editing, hey, if you're, listen, listen, if you are good at editing and you want to take that fucking clip of me reading the Mastriano shit and figure out a way to put that as a fucking slam so we can keep Doug Mastriano from getting elected, I mean, I don't, I'm not in love with Josh Shapiro, but listen, motherfucker didn't go to D.C. Yeah. And try to invalidate my vote and then write about Benedict Aurelius gay liberal how you, a liberal dictator yeah please come on <laughs> peace peace <laughs>